Hey everyone, this is your favorite sports columnist, Dave Weinberg. I want to welcome you all to the first episode of my new podcast, Tequila and Touchdowns. Before we get started, though, I wanted to give a special shout out to Giovanni Nunez, who's the owner of Antojo's Mexican Dessert Place in North Cape May. Giovanni and I have been friends for a long time, dating back to when we would jump off the ferry together to start the Escape the Cape Triathlon, then pose for a picture with each other at the finish line. Anyway, Giovanni played a huge role in helping me develop this podcast, which wasn't easy for this 62-year-old who wrote his first newspaper articles on a typewriter. For those of you under 60, a typewriter was this contraption with ink, ribbon, and keys that made a loud clacking sound when you hit them. As I mentioned in my podcast intro last week, this one will be focused on two of my favorite things, tequila and sports, though not necessarily in that order. Matter of fact, because of the rainy weather today, I kind of got a head start on the tequila portion of this, so please forgive me if I slur my words a little bit. Anyway, three or four years ago, my wife and I got together with some friends and started a local margarita tour that took us to various spots in and around Cape May. I'm hoping to keep the street going this year, even with the COVID-19 pandemic. So if there are any places in Cape May and Atlanta County interested in having me stop by to taste their offerings, just let me know via email at weinbergd. 419 at comcast.net or via facebook messenger i'd also be happy to host my podcast from your place while downing a margarita tequila sunrise under a shot i'm hoping to have some guests going forward and uh, so maybe i'll bring them around that way i'll have a ride home when i need it the best i've had this year so far though weren't made at a bar Uh, my daughter-in-law ashley always has a pitcher of watermelon margaritas on hand when we come over to visit I'm a good friend and high school classmate, Harry Tilson, brought a picture of his handmade specialties to the Cape May National Men's League one day last August. I wound up shooting my worst score of the season, but I had a great time. I'm going to start my tequila talks today with my go-to, Patron Cafe, which is a coffee-flavored tequila that I just sampled a couple minutes ago. I first tried it a few years ago at my friend Frank Tater Smith's 60th birthday party at Lucky Boone's in Cape May. A couple of us wanted to celebrate, and the bartender suggested it. Man, it went down so smooth. So much so that we had a second one, much to our wives' chagrin. Like with the margaritas, any establishment or tequila company that would like me to sample their product, please feel free to reach out. Now to the sports section of the podcast. First off, I'd like to acknowledge the passing of Baseball Hall of Famer Joe Morgan at age 77. There were... There wasn't a kid in my neighborhood who didn't imitate his elbow flap when we played wiffle ball in the backyard. Joe was one of the baseball legends we've lost this year, along with Al Kaline, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, and Bob Gibson. They all played a huge role with my childhood growing up in Cape May. I remember being a student at Cape May City Elementary in the fourth and fifth grade, and our teachers would roll in TVs to let us watch the World Series games back when they played in the daytime. Anyway, I remember seeing Lou Brock and Bob Gitson playing in the 67 and 68 World Series uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, May they all rest in peace. I also wanted to congratulate Lakers coach Frank Vogel on winning the NBA championship. For those who don't know, Frank's a native of Wildwood Crest and a 1991 Wildwood High grad. Frank played his college basketball at Juniata in Pennsylvania. Then he enrolled at the University of Kentucky in basically pestered Coach Rick Pitino in to give him a job in the video department. And through the years, Frank moved up the ranks, serving as an assistant coach with the Celtics, 76ers, and Pacers, 
before becoming a head coach with the Pacers and Orlando Magic until joining the Lakers this year. I know there are some people out there that think, man, NBA coaches, all they do is just roll out the basketball and let the stars go at it. But uh, Frank's pretty much a genius, I think, and uh, this is well-deserved for him. Congrats again, Frank. FYI, Frank's the sec- actually the second Wildwood High grad to win a professional championship. A Randy Beverly, a 1962 grad, had two interceptions to help the New York Jets beat the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl III in 1969. The two champions is pretty cool for a little school that's one of the smallest in the state. Quick aside about Randy, when he was uh, starring at Wildwood High as a senior, uh, they used to play Lower Cape May every year in the final game of the season. And Lower Cape May and Wildwood were huge rivals at the time. I mean, uh, they didn't play on Thanksgiving, but they played the last Saturday of the regular season, and, and huge crowds would show up. Anyway, as you can imagine, Randy was a star at the time, and my father happened to be the head varsity football coach at, at Lower Cape May. And uh, he was just trying to, he was trying everything to try to find a way to contain Randy before they met, so he called over his best defensive player and uh, just basically told him, you shadow Randy the entire game. Wherever he goes, you go. That way, maybe he won't hurt us too much. So anyway, my dad used to love to tell this story. Uh, Randy never left the field when he was at Wildwood. He played offense, defense, special teams, whatever. Uh, And in the second half, though, there was a timeout, so Randy went over to the sideline to get a drink of water. And the guy that my dad had assigned to, to cover Randy, went all the way over to the Wildwood sideline with him to watch him take a drink. Uh, anyway, sadly, my dad passed away in 2007. And uh, actually, Tuesday would be his 90th birthday. So uh, happy birthday in heaven, Storm and Norman. Uh, thank you very much for all you did for me. Um, you're the reason that I became a sports writer and such a, sports, a great sports fan. And uh, hopefully I made you proud. Anyway, um, back to sports here. Um, I just found out uh, a little while ago the Eagles are going to be allowed to have fans at the link for the first time this Sunday against the Ravens. Uh, capacity, I think, is 7,500 people, which includes players, coaches, team personnel, stadium workers, media fans, and so on. Judging by the way the birds have played so far this season, though, I can't imagine why anyone would want to waste their Sunday afternoon by going to the link. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to go over to uh, Maxwell Field on uh, Saturday morning, excuse me, Sunday morning, and watch uh, Wildwood uh, take on Lindenwald. Um, Warriors have been really struggling the last few years. I mean, they currently own the the, the state's longest losing streak at 47 games. But um, uh, I'm really hoping that they'll be able to pull one out on, on Sunday. Uh, the players I know, I've been covering a few of their games during the streak, and, you know, they work extremely hard. Uh, and uh, as does Coach Ken Loomis and his staff. And uh, if anyone deserves a, a win, it's those guys. And I really hope they're able to to, uh, to pull it out. Anyway, back to the Eagles real quick. Uh, you know, last week's loss to the Steelers was just another defeat in what's shaping up to be a miserable season. You know, as everybody knows, Carson Wentz hasn't been playing well. Yeah, I know he's better the last two weeks, but the Eagles aren't paying him $120 million just to be okay. And by the way, he leads the league with nine interceptions. Yeah, I know the team's been decimated by injuries and all that, but great quarterbacks overcome that kind of adversity. A defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, deserves a lot of the blame too. I mean, he's the one who thought it was a good idea to have linebacker Nate Gary covering Steelers rookie wide receiver Chase Claypool in the pivotal moment of the game. I mean, Gary had no shot at sticking with Claypool, who blew past him for the 35-yard TD that essentially clinched the game. 
And it's certainly not going to get any easier this Sunday against the Ravens with quarterback Lamar Jackson and company. Uh, no doubt Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman, who, by the way, is a Holy Spirit high grad and a Ventnor native, speaking of locals. Uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to unleashing Jackson against that defense. To be honest, I kind of see the Eagles maybe winning three or four games this season, more games this season. I mean, incredibly, that might be enough to make the playoffs. So a 4-11-1 and or 5-10 and record might be good enough to win the NFCs, especially now that the Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will be missing the rest of the season after suffering that uh, gruesome ankle injury last week against the Giants. I mean, that was that was really tough to watch. My wife actually refused to watch the replay. But, uh, yeah, it was a really bad injury, and I really feel bad for Dak and, and, and the Cowboys. I know there's a lot of people out there who – you know, despise the Cowboys, but you, you can't root against Dak, uh, who's a, a good guy on and off the field. And uh, here's wishing him a, a speedy and, and full recovery. Well, that's about it, I think, for this week's edition of the Keelan Touchdowns. Besides this podcast, you can also read my columns on blog, on my blog, DaveWeinbergExtraPoints.wordpress.com, on my Dave Weinberg Extra Points Facebook page, on 973ESPN.com and through Twitter at Dave Weinberg19. In addition, please feel free to check out my weekly radio appearances. I'm on 1400 WONDAM with Scott Chronic every Tuesday at 510 p.m. on 973ESPN with Josh Henning at 615 p.m. as part of Weinberg Wednesdays. And starting this Sunday at 11.35 a.m., I'll be on 1400 WOND again with A.C. Mike Lopez, talking Eagles, high school sports, A.C. boxing, all kinds of different stuff. I'll also be dropping another podcast next week at some point. In the meantime, if you're thinking of maybe having a cocktail or two this weekend, just take some advice and ask yourself, what would David Weinberg do? Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Take care, everyone, and thanks for tuning in.